As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, welcome everyone to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm your host, Shane Grove. I'm flying solo on this episode. Jason, the super producer, is unavailable. Um, He's going to be super mad besides being the super producer. So, but uh, because I know, I know once he hears uh, our guests' stories uh, on this episode, he's going to be disappointed that he was not able to uh, jump on. But uh, you know what? what happens jason when you're uh when 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 you're being lazy on the job sorry man that's just for him nobody needs to laugh at that that's just for him so so i want to remind everybody that if you have a story or an experience that you want to share with us on the podcast uh you can find us on facebook at from the shadows podcast or you can find us on our forum page at after the shadows uh, you can contact me on Shane Grove author on Instagram or on our From the Shadows podcast page on Instagram. Or if you want to send us an email, find us at, uh, at our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. Hit the contact button, send us an email. We love getting those emails, um, uh, hearing about your experiences. And uh, that's just, that's what the show is all about. So, um, before I bring this, uh, bring our guest on, I, I just want to uh, also remind everybody that if you're looking for some extra stuff, our Patreon page has got all kinds of goodies on it, I guess, for lack of a better term. term. So if you want to see the, uh, the extra uh, midweek howls we put up there every month and the extra uh, paranormal episodes, you can go check it out. Um, and we also, you can get the uh, the regular episodes commercial free about a day before the regular <clears throat> ones come out. So just uh, go search Patreon and, and find us from the Shadows podcast. So uh, I'm kind of excited. Um, you guys didn't get to hear the pregame for this episode. Um, but uh, my guest today is a very accomplished musician, songwriter, so we got to I got to geek out a little bit and, and talk some music ahead of time. So so I uh, I probably should have recorded as some extra stuff, but uh, um, but I'm going to bring uh, Jackie on the show. Welcome, Jackie, to the From the Shadows podcast. I'm glad to be here. Um, and before we before we get started, I when we remind me when we before we get off, we could I want to send people to your reverb nation page everybody listening needs to go check out i was unfriended on facebook right that's the title right that is the title that's the title i was unfriended on facebook um jackie sent me her uh, reverb nation which if people don't know reverb nation is kind of like um uh it's like for artists it's for songwriters and and singers to put up it's like a free sort of uh like a facebook for our for just specifically for singers songwriters that's a good description of it actually yeah yeah something like that and so you can put up your 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 song so people can check them out and you can make connections and uh you know support each other 
And so, uh, Jackie sent me. We're nicer to each other on Reverb Nation. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's no politics on Reverb Nation. Um, so, <laughs> so, so the, you know, as a songwriter myself, the, you know, I look through the titles and immediately that one I was unfriended on Facebook jumps out. I listened to it. It does not disappoint. Um, so I, so we'll we'll put a link up in the uh, in the bio for this uh, uh, in the description for this episode, so that people can go and check that out and, and uh, tell Jackie what they think of the song. But you got to be nice because it's Reverb Nation and not Facebook. <laughs> I I can take it. You can take it. Well, you shouldn't have to because uh, listen, that's a it's a it really is. And I'm not just saying it because I, I do it, but I mean, it is a uh, a real gift to be able to take a blank piece of paper and create a song out of it or take a couple notes on a guitar or piano. And um, it's not it's not easy. And um, or on napkins or the back of somebody's T-shirt anywhere you can write it. Yeah, exactly. 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 So, well, OK, so let's get off songwriting 101. And let's really get into why why you're on the show. I mean, I uh, um, I think a lot of people that listen know that we, uh, me and Jason and the judge and everybody involved in the, that we're in we're in Ohio, and we get we do talk from time to time to a lot of people from Ohio that have paranormal experiences and some Bigfoot experiences, and even though you're not in Ohio anymore. I think you had an you had you had an experience. Yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I was raised in in northern Ohio in uh, the Larry Lorraine area up there, and uh, I did have an experience. Now, for everybody that is listening all over the world, it's like I don't know where Larry Lorraine is. Basically, you would say Cleveland. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, se- yeah. it's seventeen miles west of Cleveland. Yeah. Right on, right on the lake. Right on the lake. Okay, so so why don't you set the stage and the time and just kind of just tell everybody what it was that happened back there in I think what 1973, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, I think it was in August, if I can re- remember. Uh, the only reason I remember that is uh, we were talking about somebody's birthday coming up the next month, and uh, so I do remember it was in August, and it was it was hot. Uh, not like Texas hot where I live now, but but it was hot. <laughs> and uh, 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 a bandmate of mine, uh, lead singer for the band I was in at that time, was in the car with me, and I was driving. And uh, we were uh, kind of in a hurry because we it was on a it was a Friday night. I remember that. And we had a gig that night, and it was already dusk, but it was summertime, so we had a little bit of time. And uh, I took a shortcut that I, I normally did not take. Uh, and it's a road called Ford Road. Um, and it uh, is, is kind of between Elyria and Lorraine. It's almost on the border between those two towns. And Elyria is south of Lorraine. Um, and uh, it's an area where I would have never thought something like this would happen. Um, I spent my childhood playing in the woods along the Black River there. Uh, uh, we lived in a house that was uh, just above the Black River, had to go down a steep hill and get to it. Um, so I thought I knew everything that was there. Um, and uh, when you go down Ford Road, uh, at that time, there wasn't, I imagine there's a lot more houses there now, but uh, it was a pretty steep road. Uh, there was some farms farm style older houses at the top where you started to go down and as you went down farther it just became more wooded Um, and when you got to the bottom the first thing that you go around a curve and there was an old single single lane bridge Uh, uh, it wasn't it wasn't covered in any way just had like metal rails on the side of it and it was raised probably I don't know at least six or seven feet above the ground you had to go up like a, a ramp to get on the bridge and then go across the bridge and go down another ramp. And uh, you had to be careful that there wasn't another car coming the other way because you might have to fight it off of who's got the right of way. Um, but uh, on this particular night, 
uh, it was, well, like I said, it was at dusk. It, it wasn't completely dark above the river, but down where the river is, there's actually uh, pretty, uh, there's cliffs that go along the one side of the river. Uh, one side of the river, uh, for the most part, you could walk down to the water. The other side, they have these big rock sandstone cliffs, um, except right where Ford Road is. And so as we came across that bridge, um, and I was probably going faster than I should have, and we were talking, and uh, I had turned on the car lights because it was much darker down along the river than it was up above. And uh, as we came off of the other side, um, something stopped or, or walked out in the middle of the road um, as we were coming down the ramp. And at first, uh, I didn't know if it was a person or a deer or whatever. Uh, I just knew it was big and I slammed on the brakes and my car was uh, a stick shift on the column and I stalled the car. Um, and Gary w was saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm, I'm looking at this thing, trying to, trying to get into my head what it could possibly be. Um, I hadn't really heard much about uh, Bigfoot at that time um, at all. And uh, what I was looking at was probably uh, maybe 20, 10 or 20 yards from us, not any more than that. And it stopped in the middle of the road. And when it came out from the woods on one side, uh, it was kind of hunched over like we startled it. Uh, and then it stood up and turned and looked at us for a few seconds. Uh, and then it just took like one step from the middle of the road and was gone the other side towards the river. Um, so, um, I, I think we both had to, when we got home, change clothes. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Holy smokes. What, so what, what specifically about the way it looked, do you remember? Um, it it was it was wet because it apparently had come out through the water there, or, you know, along the river. Um, it was coming from the side where it was hard to access the river and coming out to where it was flatter. Um, but it looked like it was wet. It had um, fairly long fur. Um, I would say like you would see on a collie, maybe. Um, and it was uh, dark brown to black. Um, it looked matted, like underneath where its arms were, it, it, like it hadn't, I don't guess it brushes itself out, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> it, it looked a little shop-worn, I thought, and then uh, uh, the, the hair covered pretty much everything except the face, I think, and uh, it didn't seem to have much in the way of, uh, um, like, shoulders, uh, it, it, it Either it had it, it was hunched down more because it was scared, or it just didn't have shoulders. It was like the head was, it was like you stuck a bowling ball on top of a, a hay bale, almost. And uh, the, the face um, didn't look like it. I think it might have had some hair, but not like the rest of the body. And the closest thing I could say is it looked like if you took um, uh, a big silverback gorilla and um, and uh, what's it, an orangutan, and you mix those two faces together, it, it was very humanoid looking, I guess is the way I could say. And the, the skin appeared to be a little bit lighter than, than the fur was. Um, and it just, it stood there for just a few seconds. And we actually, when we talked about it afterwards, we were afraid that it was going to come at the car. Um, it just had that body posture that like, oh my God, this thing could come after us. And instead it just took one big step and it was gone. Uh, and we actually, we must've sat there for five minutes just trying to catch our breath. It was pretty scary. Wow. So you guys just didn't like take off. Well, the car was stalled, right? So you didn't, yeah. did take off. Okay. Wow. Um, so it obviously it very saw good starting you. starting the car going downhill with that stick shift. So, <laughs> so but it but it obviously knew you guys were there. It looked right. Oh at yeah, you. yeah. Because okay. because it stopped like it's it 
it, I don't know if you've ever run up on a deer in the middle of the road, you know how they just stop and look at oh, you. Yeah. That's exactly what it did. And it wasn't expecting anybody coming off of that bridge. And, you know, so I looked up the area on map, MapQuest while you were telling that. And I could see like where that curve in the road is. Yeah. And so that area right there, that's a big like state park reservation, like a that, cons- Black River Reservation. Yeah. 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 And the Black River runs, runs like does like a horseshoe shape through that from where you guys were. Yeah, um, yeah, and there's a new bridge there. Um, after I talked to you the other day, I went and looked up the map, and I called my sister, who still lives up there, and they built a, a multi-lane bridge where that bridge used to be. Um, okay. And because uh, the bridge was probably pretty dangerous, but um, back then there was way more woods than what there is now, um, and uh, the the Black River runs all the way from Lake Erie down. Uh, pretty close to where you are i think because there's a yep. couple there's a couple different branches of the river yeah it, it it does and um and i think we you know we were kind of talking before uh, surprisingly how many bigfoot sightings because um there's been quite a few in ashland ohio uh-huh. and i believe the black river does not is not too far from ashland um no it's I, not yeah, and I, I a few years after that, um, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. We talked to a guy in California that was was, uh, I guess you would call him a Bigfoot nut. He lived for it, and I can't remember what his name was. And uh, he uh, had a theory when we were talking about that. It, he thought that they may use the river valleys like that to migrate through, even if it's a populated area, that they could migrate back and forth um through those kind of areas and then like about the same time uh, within a couple of days of that there was several more sightings um in in the area in Oberlin which is just south of where we were right there along the river um they had some I don't remember if it was hunters or whatever it was but um they claimed to see the same thing with red glowing eyes um, and I, as I recall, somebody took a shot at it actually, cause they thought it was going to attack them. But the funny thing was, is I didn't see red glowing eyes. Uh, I don't know if it maybe just angle of my lights on the car or something, but. Well, you know, you're freaking me out a little bit here. I got goosebumps because you said Oberlin and, and I'm looking cause I'm looking at the black river. So we have discussed this before on the show, like the one time that I've gone out and been taken out to kind of, you know, and I'm using air quotes, go hunting Bigfoot, was to a campground that's just outside of Oberlin that they they had heard what they believed was was a, uh, a Bigfoot type creature. They heard, you know, they heard this, heard it making a call or whatever in the woods. And so these guys, they invite us up there to, to go and, and check it out. And we went with a small, with a, I don't know, a group too big that you'd have thought you'd ever have run into anything in the, uh-huh. in the woods. Okay. And the one lady who is a very well-known Bigfooter in Ohio and uh, um, Amy Boo was with us. And she and I both saw red, what we can only conclude after we eliminated every other possibility were red eyes. Uh-huh. And... After we left, the the gentleman that we you know were up there at the bequest of the numerous people in the campground, not knowing what we had seen, had over the next year and a half seen all what they could only describe were red eyes, and the same way that that Black River uh, Reservation you know is up there, state state park is. There's other, along that Black River, it probably passes through three or four similar um, sections of woods like that that have been turned into state parks or state, you know, protected land. So if the idea is, is, yeah, they go, these creatures use the, the river, then it goes, the rivers go right into all this protected land where 
it's like a smorgasbord for them, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, in the, in the Black River, uh, where I lived right above it, uh, there's a, an east and a west fork in uh, Valeria, mm-hmm. there, Black River. And there's uh, waterfalls on both forks. Um, and I spent my entire childhood playing down there um, along the river. And uh, the river, interestingly enough, back then, um, the, 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 I'm trying to remember, the east fork of the Black River, um, the water wasn't too bad. But the west fork of the Black River was completely polluted from a place called Harshaw Chemical. There were no fish past where the rivers joined until you got close to Lake Erie. The, the river was completely dead. So mm-hmm. I, would, I just would not think I would have seen something like that coming, coming out right there. It just, uh, and I don't know wow. what the, I don't know what the river's like now, but it was, you didn't go in that water. So, so okay. So you and Gary are sitting there and then leave and go like, what did you, what did you think? Because back in 1973, mm-hmm. was the Patterson-Gimlin film even that well known? Like, um, would that even have been something that you would have even I seen? don't think I had. I, 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 to be honest with you, I, I was only in the music and surviving back then. So um, in TV, it wasn't like it is now, you know, with the Internet and all those kind of things. So I actually had never heard of that. Um, I, I started looking for things like that after the sighting um, um, and haven't quit since. Uh, I, I mean, I want to see another one. That's what I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> so did you guys tell anybody or, or ask we, anybody? We didn't at first. Um, uh, we lived together at that point and uh, went and played the gig that night and really didn't say anything and i think it was the next day or so that we we saw um in the local newspaper the chronicle telegram there was a story about the the sightings in oberlin and uh gary didn't want to do anything but i called the the lorraine county sheriff to tell them what we had saw and they just kind of blew me off um you could almost hear them smirking on the phone uh but uh so for a long time, I didn't say anything to anybody about it just because I didn't want to be ridiculed. Um, we later told some of the family, you know, we talked about that. Um, my kids uh, are all grown now. They know about it. Um, but, uh, you know, at the time, it, it, everybody thought you were completely crazy. They probably still do. So. <laughs> <laughs> but then, so you said you, when you went to California, though, that it was a little, it was a the subject was a little bit more accepted once yeah, you got to California. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And I got to be honest, like I, um, and we just, uh, we just talked to another guest about that, like growing up in Ohio in the seventies, you did not associate Bigfoot with Ohio. You just thought it was something that was, you know, out in the, yeah. out in like Pacific Northwest. There, and there were a lot of, 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 legend stories that people told up in northern ohio there was supposed to be a black river monster that that swam through the river and would would take people off the bank and that's what we thought we were looking at that's really what we thought we were seeing and uh when i was a kid you didn't go down by that river uh, where we were at night because you heard these stories about this creature that was in the river um and looking back on that now, that that's probably legends that may have had to do with Bigfoot, you know. And mm-hmm. well, I believe I believe it was in the late seventies. Then was the whole Minerva monster uh, thing yeah. in Minerva, yeah. Ohio, which is in that like if you want to call it a corridor from Cleveland yeah. down to yes. West Virginia, so to speak. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and and we knew nothing of it, and that's when I would have been you know, eight, nine, 10 years old, you know, just really into everything Bigfoot and the paranormal. And we never even heard about that. And that was national news. Oh, yeah. And, and, and we and we didn't hear about it because our channels were out of Toledo, not Cleveland. <laughs> so you just didn't know what was going on on yeah, the other I, side of the state. And the only thing I'd heard about at that time was the Mothman because uh, uh, in Mason, uh, in Point Pleasant, where that happened, that's my my family there. That's where they lived down there. And uh, uh, when 
when I'd go, I spent every summer down there and they always talked about um, winged creatures and stuff, but I thought they were just crazy. I really did. uh, (laughs) Now, did any of them have any sightings or experiences themselves? As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. With the Mothman? Yeah. Um, not that they would admit to, anyway. I know there was a place down there. Um, crap, I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's like an ammo dump. Yeah, the, they, TN, the TNT they, or whatever. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And uh, my uh, the, the people that lived across the street on, a, on another farm, um, they claimed to have been out at the TNT and had the thing fly over their car. Um, and scared to live entire Austria. And I always thought they were telling us stories to keep us from going back there. But uh, that was the only one that I ever heard that actually had saw something there. But uh, uh, that's so different from what Bigfoot is. It's just like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And I I just got to ask, what what was your impression of being in Point Pleasant? Um, as conservative as you could possibly get. Um, <laughs> but I mean, what, like I, we stopped there one time a couple years ago, just because of course you got to stop there, especially if you're doing something like this. And yeah. Yeah. It, it was the, I, it was, it was like five o'clock on a Friday. Yeah. And the place was completely empty. Like, like once five o'clock hit and <laughs> yeah, like everybody left and and we're standing down there by the Mothman statue right beside the Mothman um, gift store museum. And it was the eerie like I'm just looking out like I imagine where the I think it was the silver bridge that collapsed yeah. like and like I'm looking out and I'm just like. This is really kind of freaking me out a little bit here. It's, like it's it kind re- of a weird, it's, it's, that area has a little bit of a weird vibe to it. My uncle had a, uh, um, a bear alignment shop. Um, they don't have those anymore where people had their trucks and cars aligned. And it was actually at the, the north end of the Silver Bridge. Um, and, really? oh. and, he, and he lived in Mason on the other side. So he, the, the Silver Bridge ended in Pomeroy actually. And uh, uh, so he went across that bridge every night. So when the bridge fell, uh, you know, we were living in Ohio. We were really worried about the family and what went on down there. But uh, it was not till a long time after that I heard about the Mothman and and all of that. But uh, never seen the Mothman, but I'm convinced that was Bigfoot that I saw. Yeah, it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like it was Mothman that you saw. That you saw for sure. Yeah, so. So you're definitely, so what was the impression, like, like it just wanted to get away from you as quick as possible, or it just wanted to kind of, 
I mean, if it stopped and stared at you, it's almost like, hey, I see you. Don't follow me. Yeah, it, it, it was uh, the impression I got is that it was as surprised as we were. Um, uh, it, 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 it looked like when I catch my kids when they were young and doing something they weren't supposed to. But uh, the, the way it, it stopped and turned and looked at us, uh, you could tell it was surprised. Um, that face was expressionful enough that you could say, it's surprised. Um, and then um, it, it just kind of walked away. It, it, it didn't even run. It, it just like, uh, I don't know how it was a, like a lane and a half road and it was in the middle and, and it was like one big step. It was off the road. So uh, now, now the other thing that, that struck me is, is you saying that it appeared like it didn't really have a big set of shoulders on it. Yeah, it, it was like slope shouldered almost. It 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 was not. I guess not shoulders, neck. I guess I should have said okay. neck. It it okay. was like the head is just sitting on the body. Is the best way I okay. can. Okay. <laughs> but it was okay. That makes more. That makes more sense because yeah. because to me, like, um, you know, these things seem pretty massive, and shoulders are one things thing that they don't lack in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I get what you're saying now. Is yeah, that it yeah. didn't? Yeah. When you said bowling ball on a uh, on a uh, bale of hay or bale yeah. of straw, okay, yeah, get it, 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 just like it didn't have a neck. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and that seems to be similar to what a lot of other eyewitnesses say. It doesn't doesn't necessarily have a big long neck. It just looks like the head is a is whatever the traps or something like its traps are so big. Yeah. That it, it eliminates, it, it kind of takes away from a long, having like, it looks like it has a long neck. Yeah, I, guess I, I, want, I wanted to go back down there the next day and, and look where it went. Um, and Gary wouldn't go. He, he didn't want nothing to do with it one way or another. And, uh, uh, but I really wanted to go see what I could see, I guess. And I've been looking in the woods ever since. I mean, uh, uh, we, in Texas here, my husband's health isn't good now, but we used to go uh, camping up in uh, uh, East Texas where there's a lot of stories about Bigfoot. And I heard stories from folks up there and uh, I spent most of my time in the woods looking. I uh, never found anything, but I'm very disappointed. So if Bigfoot's listening, I'll give you my address. Gotcha. I Well, I hope that... Um... I hope you do get another chance to see one, you know? Yeah, I, I would love to. I, I mean, uh, it, 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 it's, it's a weird thing, you know? It's like something at the time, well, I don't really want to see this. And now I've seen it, and I don't know what to do with it. And then it's like, okay, I want to see it again. So, <laughs> Well, so, so I want to get into another story that you shared with me because um i was not expecting this this other story and i guess who would <laughs> I, I exactly exactly but i but i find this i find this as fascinating as is you seeing the bigfoot walk across the road in front of you so so if you want to kind of get into the origins of of this other uh, this other experience. Um, <laughs> okay. Go for it. Okay. I, I'm not even sure how to start. Um, when, when I was, was very little, um, I used to have very vivid dreams um, that uh, ended up waking up my parents, which isn't unusual for kids. I have four kids and they had dreams, but uh, I used to have dreams about being held down and about being stuck in a mound of clay with these little guys like the Munchkins from the Wizard of Oz, not letting me up. Um, and it was uh, a reoccurring theme all the time, um, even when I was a teenager. And um, I just counted them as dreams. Uh, and I had a, a really a real bad aversion to owls and to cats. Um, didn't want to be near a cat, didn't want one next to me. I didn't even like to look at pictures of owls. Uh, they they just, for some reason, freaked me out. And uh, 
so those dreams continued for a very, very long time. Um, uh, and they had different variations. There was one where I'm being chased through the mud with a, and somebody behind me with a boat with big lights on it. I mean, just weird things like that. Um, but always the same thing is I couldn't get away and I'm being held down. Um, so I had written those off as dreams my whole life and didn't have any for probably 10 or 15 years. And um, we moved to Texas um, and I now live just one block over from where this occurred. And um, I had a really vivid dream one night. And it's the first time that in the dream, I saw what the little guys were that were holding me down and they were grays. There is no two ways about it, they were grays. And um, they took me out the back door of our house and they didn't float, they didn't transport me. I walked with them willingly, apparently through the grass and it had rained, the grass was wet and into the woods behind her house. And there was uh, some kind of light in the woods and that's where we went. And once we got to the light, it, it looked like, I don't know how to explain it. it just, um, I guess you would say a ship, but I, I don't know that much detail about it. Cause after that, I didn't remember anything. Um, the next thing I knew I was waking up uh, in bed next to my husband, Sandy, and uh, I was actually telling him about that dream because I, I was very upset. Uh, uh, I just, it, it didn't feel like a dream. I guess that's the best way I could say it. And he was trying to reassure me and I swung out of bed and, and pulled the covers back and I had wet grass and pine needles on my feet and there was wet grass and pine needles in the bed. And um, I, I don't know if I even like talk about it, but it uh, I kind of lost it at that point because then I knew that, that I don't know, it, it obviously something actually happened to me that night. Um, and then I realized that all of those dreams I had growing up may have been the same experiences over and over again. Um, I don't know why I would be that interested. Maybe they wanted me to write a song. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> um, it, I, when you first told me that, I it just gave me goosebumps. Like, so at the very at the very least, you were sleepwalking outside mm. and walked into the woods. At the very absolutely, least. at the very which, least, yeah. Which is um it's got to be that in itself would be disturbing a little bit um yes you know that you wouldn't even wake up walking outside and walking into it. Um, and and you know over time i've remembered more things that went on um uh i was telling you before i remembered what those little guys and, and wherever they took me smelled like and it smelled like um we used to have a reptile business and we had to keep crickets and the cricket pen smelled exactly like the the smell of musty cinnamon almost like cinnamon smell almost and i remember that and their eyes the the big eyes for sure um i i don't think i don't recall any communication i mean like talking to me or anything just them walking me back there and uh um we actually have been kind of freaked out about it ever since. Um, uh, I've got in, in your husband has no recollection of you getting up and or leaving the bed. No, and none of the dogs barked um, and woke up. Apparently, we had three dogs. Um, one of which we had an Afghan hound that would bark at anything, and uh, my husband didn't hear anything or know anything. Um, the dogs didn't seem to have been awake or barked at anything. Um, uh, if I'd opened the back door, they'd have been out the back door with me for sure. Um, well, can you, could you tell how you left the house? Yeah, well, there's only one way. And it, we had a, a back door, it went onto a cement pad, and then that went right straight across the yard into the woods, about uh, probably 40 feet of yard, um, no fence, and then into the woods. 
But what I'm what I'm kind of saying is this: Did you did you go through? Because I've heard a lot of stories, uh, abduction stories, where people don't they feel like they floated outside, like they have no idea how they got outside. Right. Like, like, could you see it all? Like, like footsteps or grass? Like where you would have walked out or walked back in? Um, or did you even know, think about that? <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't don't know. think about looking at that, actually. Um, the, the grass was pretty short because it had just been mowed. Um, but, uh, which is why I had grass all over my feet, probably. And, uh, but it was wet. And uh, the woods back there are mostly these pine trees we have down here. I don't know what they call them. Um, and they get uh, a pretty good bed of pine needles underneath of them. Um, and, uh, it's, it, it's like I was sort of awake until I got to wherever they were taking me and then everything just went black at that point. And I, I really wish I knew what went on. Um, I, I did have bruises the next morning, by the way, I forgot about that. Well, like, like bruises where? I had bruises on, um above my knees on the inside of my thighs and um, my one arm had like four bruises like somebody grabbed you um but uh other than that there wasn't anything physical um and and i don't know where the bruises came from you know but uh they were there um and um it's making me sick to my stomach talking about it i gotta be honest with you it it that it it takes away your feeling of security entirely um i've got like 90 security cameras ever ever since then <laughs> all over the place um and uh if you ever felt secure it's gone because it, it's like apparently somebody could just come in and do whatever they wanted uh doesn't seem like there's any way to stop this from from happening um and uh uh, I don't, that's, while I want to see Bigfoot again, I don't want to do that again unless I can catch one of those little guys. Well, I can tell you what, that would be some, you catching one of those might be better than uh, getting a good picture of Bigfoot. I got to be honest. That would be, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and I got to, and I got to be truthful. I think somebody probably has one of each somewhere. Probably. Uh, that we that they know a lot more about than uh, well, I've done a, a lot more research after that on abductions and UFOs than I ever did on Bigfoot. Um, um, the, the Bigfoot thing was just like, yeah, that happened. But uh, when I look back at all the times when I was a kid that I had those dreams and and now go like, wow, you know, what if they weren't dreams then either, you know? And um, it's just. Uh, kind of bizarre it just is and your and your parents never said anything ever weird happened when you were a kid like i mean like they knew you were having those dreams right but yeah they didn't yeah but it wasn't like they saw that you had physically been outside the same as you witnessed um, no no um just uh the dreams were bad enough that at one time they took me to the pediatrician uh, well, back then it was the family doctor to make sure there wasn't something else going on, um, uh, and there wasn't. But uh, and he wasn't a lot of help anyway. He said, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure." Um, did have you ever discussed this with your sister? Yes, yes. What is? Did she ever have anything similar happen, or does she remember you being terrified of? We're, we're 18 years apart. Oh, geez. So, no. Yeah, yeah by, <laughs> by a different mother. And uh, my mother died when I was 12. Um, and uh, so, no, she, she hasn't ever said anything to me about any experiences like that. So. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I, I certainly hope that... I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I mean, I want to say I hope you get some answers about that, but then do you really want to know? Like you said, it's been terrifying enough 
what you don't know. I, I guess what I want to know is what they want. That, that would be the thing that um, uh, most challenges me, I guess, is like, why would they do that? You know, and why me? Um, um, but uh, it's it just, it, it's just, you know, you, not knowing what they were after. They, they don't seem to want to kill you or anything, obviously. Um, and now with the with the government coming out and actually saying, oh, yeah, mm -hmm. by the way, those things are real. You know, now I wonder about the stories that, that I've read about, you know, where they actually have aliens and that kind of thing. Um, um, so it makes you almost want to say, gee, thanks. I know they're real. I, let me tell you what I accept. Yeah, you exactly. know what I'm saying? Like, exactly. Yeah, I've met them. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, oh, boy, I. And and what's and what's weird is is you know now there's parallels that are starting to be drawn between maybe aliens seeing aliens and in UFOs and and Bigfoot yeah and like you're talking about this I'm wondering like did you experience them like have they has this stuff always been around you for some reason like did you see these and those uh, aliens when you were really small to see Bigfoot when you were older and then you know what I'm saying I don't know if yeah yeah you know, some connection I mean I don't know it's just like I like I said I think before it's a rabbit hole that we could go down and and there would be no end to... maybe they both like songs written in G I don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh well I'll tell you what Jackie I appreciate um I appreciate you coming on and sharing both of these experiences because, uh, I mean, I know how, you know, this the second part, how personal that is for sure. And, and um, you know, I think I think you're pretty tough chick who's lived a, who's lived a full life and to know and to hear like that in your voice. I know it must be it must be pretty uh, it must have shaken you up pretty bad, you know. So yeah, and now um, I really don't like cats. So <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. I, I, if there's any cats listening, um, <laughs> close your ears because I really don't care for cats either. But uh, <laughs> but I yeah I do I do appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing those experiences, and I hope that um, you know I hope somebody else reaches out that may have had some similar experiences. Um, like you did as a kid and, and maybe can share another story that might shine some light. Yeah, on, that would be great. You know, on and, what's going on. So. And, you know, and, and sometimes it's not easy to talk about, you know, and um, uh, I was in the medical field for 45 years and, you know, and uh, you just didn't talk about those kind of things. No, because well, they don't, this is like the sheriff kind of smirking yeah. at you about they don't have any answers and if they do they're not going to share them anyway because right. they then they don't want you to think they're as crazy as they they think you are exactly. you know, what, you know what well, i've always been crazy but in a good way <laughs> hey i was gonna say that's that's a, that's a great hook right there um but uh yeah so before we jump off, I do I want to remind everybody we're going to put a link up so that you guys can can go check out Jackie's music and I strongly urge go go check it out. I was unfriended on Facebook and some of the other stuff is really good, but that is yeah. that is that pretty much sums it up. So and there's a bunch of videos on there too. So oh, I haven't even got to, I didn't even get to the videos. So right. so but. Uh, well, Jackie, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with me for a little bit tonight. And I, and like I said at the beginning, Jason's gonna be really mad once he hears this, uh, <laughs> hears this episode as he's producing it. And he's gonna be like, "Come on, man!" <laughs> Sorry, Jason. Sorry. <laughs> so, but but Jackie, I appreciate it. And and you know what? If <clears throat> if you do happen to have some more experiences like that, I I mean. Feel free to feel free to get a hold of me. I'll That'll definitely, do. I'll definitely, um, 
I don't have any answers, but you know, I'll definitely uh, be a be a ear that you can uh, vent to. If uh, and if you do capture one, don't tell uh, anybody. Don't tell anybody. I'm gonna tie the little rascal up, and put him in the closet. That's the only thing I can tell. So. Okay. Uh, that storyline's already been done. That was ET. So <laughs> yeah, kind of yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Jackie, thank you, thank you so much, and uh, you know we'll stay in touch. Alrighty. Good deal, Shane. Yep. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs> God only knows what's hiding in our shadows. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.